Welcome to the Live Fiercely Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Wilford. Each week, I'll empower you with tips to live your best life and tools to grow your direct sales business. So grab a cup of coffee, because you know I have one, and get ready to live fiercely. excited to welcome my friend Mandy Gomez to the podcast. Welcome, Mandy. Thanks for being here. Mandy and I know each other from Premier, uh, our old company, direct sales company. Um, Mandy and I were actually together in Michigan. You've, you've probably heard me talk many times about my Michigan friends, my Michigan girls, uh, and Mandy was one of them. And we had the greatest weekend And then as y'all know, our lives turned upside down at the beginning of December. And I am going to let Mandy take it from here because Mandy's got an awesome story about joining direct sales. She's a mama, she's a wife, um, and just her transition into where she is at now. So Mandy, can you share a little bit about yourself and your story with us? Thank you so much, Amber. Thank you, first of all, for inviting me to do this. I'm, you know, this is not generally my jam, uh, but I'm super excited that you've asked me to do this. And I'm hoping that a little bit of what I have to say will help somebody else along the way. But um, I did, I started Premiere um, almost 13 years ago. I went to an event like many ladies that I was not going to go to. There was no need for me to be there. I was not, it was at my grandmother's house and I didn't wear grandmother jewelry. I didn't need (laughs) grandmother jewelry. So I was not going Um, And I went and it turned out it was not, in fact, grandmother jewelry. And I fell in love with everything, uh, which is kind of how my life works. I see something and I fall in love with all of it. And it happened with Premier. When I started, I had um, a one-year-old, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I had a full-time job. So when I started, I wasn't really looking to make Premier a full-time income. It was just something that, ooh, I can buy this jewelry. It'll be at a discount. It's pretty. Let me do that. Uh, My husband and I, we are uh, high school sweethearts. We've been married for uh, 18 years, but we've been together for 26 years. And he's always been super supportive, but it was like, oh, well, you want to go join the company? If that's what you want to do, go do it. So I jumped in and quickly realized that Premiere was something that was uh, different than other things I had tried before. I had tried Avon and Mary Kay and all kinds of things, and they just never stuck for me. So I think it was definitely more about the mission behind Premiere Uh, about the heart of Premiere, and then the products were absolutely fabulous. So I worked Premiere um, probably just as a a regular jewelry lady, an average jewelry lady for about five years. There was a period that uh, I thought I was leaving Premiere. You know, there's, there's always, you have your peaks and your valleys, and there's a moment when it's like, okay, I've accomplished the things I want to accomplish, and so I'm done. I'm just not going to do this anymore. And, um, And then I changed my mind. And uh, after that happened, I uh, put a lot more effort. I made it more of a business than just doing it for fun and enjoyment, which it always was fun and enjoyment. But then it really became, okay, I'm going to make this work. I left my full-time job, not necessarily because Premiere was uh, supporting me in enough ways that it needed to be, but um, because I wanted to make Premiere work. So I left my full-time job, focused on Premiere, stayed home with my babies. It was awesome. Uh, to be able to be here when they got off the school bus or, you know, if they had functions at school, it was able, I was able to participate in those, which wasn't something that I had before. Um, And then Premier kind of took off for me. I made some changes. I went to my first rally after our, after I'd made that decision, I'd been to rallies before, but after I made that decision, 
Um, and I saw all the ladies on the stage. I'm like, well, I'm going to do that next year. I'm going to be up there um, in the top 10 national retailers next year. And the very next year, I was the number 10 national retailer, which was pretty crazy that, you know, you claim it and you do it. So if, if anything, claim it, y'all. Write it down, put it in front of you. If you claim it and you work for it, it's something that you can definitely achieve. But after that, uh, I maintained top 10 status for um, seven of the 13 years, seven or eight of the 13 years. That's um, amazing. It was, yeah. And, and, you know, people say it's hard work, but really once you start and you get it going uh, and you continue working it, it becomes easier as the years go on just to kind of maintain doing what you're doing. Um, we've always been taught at local trainings that um, you can't spin your hamster wheel every month. If you're only doing three events every month, it's not going to keep your business going. So you want to start making sure you have at least four events on your calendar. So you're not constantly spinning that wheel. And if four is your magic number or eight is your magic number or 12 is your magic number, whatever your number is, you want to make sure you're consistently holding those every month. So when the next month comes along, you're not spinning those wheels. Um, so it became, it just became habit or, or consistent to just hit those numbers because of the time that it was spent building them up. So fast forward a little bit, um, we did have that wonderful Michigan trip that changed my life in so many ways. Now, many of you know, I'm sure that Premier is a biblically-based company, um, and I had, as as a child, went to church, um, had, I thought I had a really good connection with God, but I didn't pray all the time like I was supposed to. As an adult, I didn't go to church like I was supposed to, and Premier really changed that for me. It had brought me closer to God for sure. Um, he was more important in my life and my business and my family's life. And when we went to that Michigan trip of all the things that could have happened, it was a business trip indeed, but for me, it became a spiritual journey. And I decided that weekend to be baptized and came home and spoke to my pastor two days later. And my son and I were actually baptized three weeks after that Michigan trip, which was something that was long overdue, but it was definitely, definitely God's timing because two days after we were baptized, um, we got the, the call that Premier or Devoted, which had transitioned at that point, Amber, I wasn't supposed to cry. I know, um, I'm like, you're <laughs> not, this story is just so amazing. Ah, so amazing. two days after um, we were baptized, we got the call that Devoted was closing in a month. Um, and I'll tell you a million percent, I did spend the first three days in the fetal position crying, not knowing what to do, um, but knowing that I had to pick myself up, knowing that no matter what decision I made, that God was before me and that he was, um, that really that the baptism happened when it happened for a reason. I, I firmly believe that if it hadn't happened when it did, it may not have ever happened because I believe that Premier brought me there. I believe Premier brought me to that place. And um, if Premier had announced they were closing before it had happened. I may have fallen apart to a different level. Um, so, you know, the first four days when I was literally heartbroken and sobbing, uh, one of my best friends who was a Premier jeweler as well, um, she didn't have as consistent of a business as I had. Um, she was consistent in doing her business the way that she wanted, but it wasn't 12 shows a month. Um, she knew that I could not function and she did some research for us and she found an amazing company. She was researching Christian based direct sale companies 
And at 2.30 on the fifth day, um, 2.30 in the morning, on the fifth day, she found a company called Crown Free, um, which is a uh, mission-minded company that's um, goal is to end human trafficking and support and empower uh, female victims of this horrible, horrible tra tragedy that's happening, you know? And um, so she had that call or she found that information and uh, quickly the next morning, I don't even know if she slept that night. She called me the next morning, was like, listen, this is what we need to look at. And we'd seen other places, we'd seen other things. But um, as many of you probably know, toward the end, Premier transitioned from just a jewelry company to a marketplace with a mission. So not only did we have jewelry, but we had so many other items as well. And every one of those items had a cause that it gave back to. So one of the, one of my criteria personally was that I needed to find something else that had a mission that I stood behind. I couldn't see just going somewhere and selling a product. That's not what Premier made me. Premier changed who I was. And um, so I couldn't just see selling a product. And then even looking at companies that were just jewelry, as much as I drug my feet when we announced that we were changing to Devoted and we didn't want to have all of these other products and I'm just a jewelry lady, after we had all of these other products, I could not see going back to just jewelry. It didn't make sense for me. It didn't make sense for my customers. And they're the ones that have gotten me to every achievement that I've ever, you know, I've ever earned is all because of my customers. And so I couldn't see just going back to jewelry. So um, we found Crown Free. Uh, I spoke with a couple of other ladies that have been um, really important in my business and even now have become some of my best friends. And we met with the CEO of Crown Free um, on December 7th, December 7th of 2021, 2020, we met with Heidi. And, and three days prior to this, you're in the fetal position sobbing, right? Sobbing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just, it felt, oh, just from the information we had seen, it felt right. Mm -hmm. um, but even more, once we talked to her, we got on a two hour Zoom with the CEO of this brand new baby four-year-old company that just has this heart and this mission that is just, it's like nothing I've ever seen. So what Crown Free does is um, over 50% of our products are survivor made. And then 15% each month of their profit goes back to an organization that somehow supports human trafficking. And so even each month, just in the seven weeks that I've been part of this company, learning so much more about the lives that this company is impacting is really awesome. It really solidifies my decision. But, but on, on the 7th, we had a two-hour Zoom call with Heidi, the CEO. And by the 9th, we all signed up. And we actually, we signed up on the ninth because there was an OP call that night. And we had people that we were burning inside, like, we need to talk to these people. We need to share this information. And so we wanted to make sure that if, in fact, we had people that came to that OP on the ninth that were interested, we had already made the leap. So, um, so December, this is still in December, Devoted is not closed yet. And I had already made an announcement to my, my regular customers that, you know, Devoted is closing I have something lined up. I have a really great idea on what's coming for the future, but I don't want to talk about that until we, we close devoted the right way because devoted aren't deserved that. You know, we deserve, I, I love premiere. I loved devoted and I wasn't going to get up and walk away just because I found something that I was really excited about. I still needed to commit that time to devoted. So um, I did a massive blowout um, on my page with my, with my, customers and my hostesses. And we ended up, I think we ended up at a $17,000 month for devoted, which is the highest month I've ever had in 13 years. 
Um, and then toward the end, quietly, um, just kind of a little soft launch, I ended up uh, launching Crown Free and uh, had almost a $4,000 a month with Crown Free, which was for them because they are so small and they only have 200 reps. When we started, there were less than 200 reps. Um, nationwide. Yes. Wow. Yes. So when we started, there were less than two, there's about 240 of us now, but there were only 200 when we started and a $4,000 a month for any one of their reps was not anything they'd ever heard of. And this is just, you know, starting at the, at the end of the month, just trying to get people excited and interested. So, um, it's really been quite the amazing journey already. Um, we have, I think, you know, I think consistency in anything that you do is key. And, 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 and being real, being yourself, being honest, when, when Premier told us, when Devoted told us that they were closing the doors, I couldn't even wait. I got on my VIP page, on my page immediately, because I knew that whether I'd done it day one or I'd done it day four, I was still going to be in the same situation. And, and people see that people see your heart. They want to support you for your heart. They want to see you and support you, not even necessarily for the product that you sell, um, or, I mean, the mission is really important and, and, and I think they get behind that as well, but your people support you because of who you are. It doesn't matter what you sell. It doesn't matter what you, what you can or can't offer. They support you because of who you are. And I think that was the biggest part in this transition. I like everybody, like all of the devoted reps, when we heard the news, we kind of, we freaked out and we froze and we didn't know what would be next, but it doesn't matter what it is that you choose. As long as you're choosing for the right reasons, as long as you're choosing because of the heart, because how it makes you feel, because of it's, uh, because it's a product that you love, but your customers and your hostesses, they will follow you because of who you are and because how you have treated them along the way. And um, if you haven't treated them right, then it's time to start. Um, and if you have, they'll be there by you. They'll be by your side and they'll support you in whatever it is that you do. So, okay. There's so much to unpack there. That was so good. Your story is just amazing, Mandy. It really is. Um, let's start with where you just ended people by you. I keep telling my, my clients that, and, and people that I talk to about what's next for you. Ultimately you, if you get even a little, like I don't know, butterflies in your tummy, even just a little bit, even if you're not like a hundred percent there, if, if you feel that like, and you go there, people are going to follow you. It doesn't matter if it's Mary Kay. It doesn't matter if it's Avon. It doesn't matter if it's crown free. It doesn't matter what it is. People love you and people support you. Can you talk a little bit more about customer service? How do you serve your people so that, I mean, you had a $17,000 a month in one company at the same time had a $4,000 a month. We're probably, you were probably the number one retailer in their company for that month at the same time. And you ended as well in the top 10 for premier slash devoted's last contest ever. That's amazing. So can you talk more about what you do, how you serve your people so that they continue to come back to you? Um, I, I think, again, it really has to do with just being you and being real. I, um, the majority of my online business is done through people that I have never, ever met, ever. Um, I had a really active YouTube channel for a long time 
that just in case you want to know, shameless plug restarted yesterday. So if you want to go check it out, it's there. Um, but I, uh, didn't give you that link because I didn't realize that that was going to happen yesterday. So it's I will get it from you and I will link where you can find Mandy everywhere in the show notes. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I ended up with a lot of customers from a lot of places. I think I have currently customers in 35 of the 50 states and I'm only from one of them. So um, I've never met most of the people that follow on my page. So as far as in-home customers and local customers, I'm, I'm a hugger. I am a talker. I want to know everything about your people. I'm going to tell you everything about my people. And so it's just about getting to know them and making them feel like you're listening and that you're, you know, you're caring and your heart is really involved in, in what they're saying. But it's the same way with your online customers. You don't have to physically be able to touch them or be in their presence for them to know that you, that you care. When they, when they comment on something in your business page or on your VIP group, refer back to their children that you know that they're running, chasing around the house. Or if they have, you know, a shirt that you think is delightful react to it in a way that you know who they are. Don't you say, oh, that's cute. Say, oh, did your kid pick that? Like you have to, you have to relate to them because social media is such a great way to learn more about people. It can't just be about you putting yourself out there. You have to go back and, and, and look and, and dig and, and find out about the people that are supporting you. And that way, anytime there is some type of interaction, you can kind of make it more personal and relate on a different level. Um, but I, you know, voicemail, voice message memos when you want to send a thank you or handwritten notes um, when a customer just just to say hi or if someone's had a bad day. Um, there, there are several ways to connect that, that aren't just about shopping and, and selling. And so it's really good to to just keep it personal. Another one of the things that we've learned from Premier. Absolutely. And you're very good at being consistent on social media as well, because well, let's, let's jump back a little bit. You did mostly in-home parties for a long time, right? And so the change to social media was different and you have to adjust to that, but obviously you made it work and you show up every day. And that's so important in being able to build relationships with people because you show up, you show up as who you are, not as who she is, right? Um, And people appreciate that. I want to also jump back to when you talked about when your business was a hobby. I always talk about this because same for me, right? Like my, I was in for almost 12 years and it was just the last like four and a half that I really had a business. And before that it was a hobby. And, you know, same for you when you decided I'm no longer going to work this business as a hobby. I'm going to make it worth it. Um, You talked about claiming it. You got to own it, right? What advice would you give to somebody who's kind of in that place? They want more, but they're not really sure how to take it to the next level. Like what are things that you have done, you did at that point to really take your business from hobby to a top retailer in a year's time? You know, it's kind of hard in the world that we're living in right now to say, get out and see as many people as possible. It's not necessarily something that's being advised. Um, if, if your business is working for you on Facebook, you have to, you have to stay consistent. I think I, I have, even with this transition, um, have made it a point to message five new people every day just to introduce myself, introduce the, not myself really, but just kind of reintroduce myself as a new, as a new rep, as a new representative for a new company. Um, just asking, you know, 
telling them, providing information. Um, but I think it's important to at least have five touches with different people every day. So I think that would be my first, my first tip is to definitely reach out and you're not going to hear back from every one of them. Um, and you can't get discouraged. You just have to keep going there. There you'll hear a million no's sometimes before you hear one. Yes. So you have to keep going. Um, when I made the decision and, you know, I say that lightly when I made the decision to, to make this a business, um, I'm going to get completely real and completely honest. Um, I, my, the company that I worked for where I had my full-time job, um, was not necessarily the kind of company that a, a mother, a wife should work at. It wasn't a bad company. I worked in, a, in an office, but they, uh, we would start drinking every day at three o'clock in the afternoon. It was just an unhealthy work environment and it had caused a lot of tension between my husband and I, it was quit this job and make premier work or figure out what's going to happen with my family. And so I quit the job to make premier work. So when I made that decision to leave the job, it was a job that I loved. Like I worked my job. I was the assistant to the vice president. I worked my job. I've got to do premiere on my second computer when I didn't have anything to do. So like it worked really nicely, but it just wasn't a healthy environment. And so when I left, I was sad that I left because I did love that job, but I knew that this had to work. I had to make premiere work. And, um, the same best friend that introduced me to crown free, I went to her house the next morning crying. I don't know how I always end up in these situations with her and I've sat on her floor in her office and I just cried. And I said, I have to make this work. So this was back in the time where I, I don't do this anymore, but I used to have a big binder full of hostesses names, um, with their info sheet. And I had everything tracked out. Computers have made life so much easier than they were 13 years ago, but um, I had this big binder with all of the information and I sat on the floor in her room, in her office for about five hours that morning, just picking up the phone and calling. Now I know text messages seem to work so much better for us in a fast paced world that we're in and people can get back to them when they want to get back to them. But I think hearing your voice and hearing your, your honesty and your emotion sometimes makes a, a huge difference. And so I sat on the floor that morning for hours and called and called and called past hostesses, past customers. And it was at that point, I said, okay, this has to work for me. So I actually that day scheduled five events for that month. And for me, I have always been a person who is not necessarily afraid to ask for help. When you're starting something new, when you're in the middle of a launch, when you're switching over, this is what has happened to me. This is why I'm at this point. This is where I want to be. Can you help me get there? And a lot of times people have trouble asking for help. And if this is something that you want to make work, there's no reason that you can't say, hey, don't have you heard, devoted, closed. I found this new amazing company that supports XYZ. I'm trying to help this company build. Can you help me get my business off to a great start? And that's what happened when I made those calls. And so I booked five events that day. I scheduled five new events sitting on the floor crying. And those five events are what catapulted me in, into what became a job, became, became work. It was work that never was work. I, I, I've said this so many times even now because I know so many people that are probably listening and are going to hear me talking about them that just work so hard. And I work hard 
but I don't work so hard that it stresses me out that I'm not enjoying what I'm doing anymore. Like if there, if there, it comes to a point where I have just done too much for the day and I am overwhelmed, I will walk away and I can, because it's my business and I've worked hard enough all these years to get to where I am right now. That if I do push it away for a few minutes or a day or a week, as long as I'm making those contacts that I need to be making during that time, it's still okay to walk away and put it down. The moment that you stop loving what you're doing is the moment that it's going to stop working for you. And so I do, I think it's super important to be real, to be honest, to ask for help and, and to be consistent in the things that you need to do that are going to keep the business going. I don't think that it's necessarily important for me to spend five hours making graphics that may not necessarily generate a sale, interest in joining the business, interest in, in scheduling an event. Graphics are cute and fun, but they have people that make them that you can buy them from. Um, and please buy them. Don't just steal people's stuff, y'all. Um, <laughs> but because uh, I mean, there are, there's so many companies out there. There's so many people even that, that we know we've worked with that make amazing graphics that you can buy from them and you don't have to worry about spending all that extra time when you could be spending your time reaching out and making phone calls or making contacts, or if you need it, stepping away. So I, I agree. answered your question. Yes, absolutely. That was awesome. I, uh, I definitely enjoy making the graphics, but it's so easy to get caught up in tasks that aren't income producing to avoid doing the harder stuff, like reaching out to customers, because I think so many people are afraid of hearing the word no. And I tell this to people all the time. If you're not hearing the word, no, you're not doing your job. You have to hear the word. No, you have to be reaching out to those people. So it really, it comes down to consistency. I totally agree, Mandy. That was a total change for me too, was just becoming consistent in what I was doing um, and loving what I was doing, loving serving my people. I think something that you said could be really helpful for people. You said you had to make this work and not everybody does. Some people are in direct sales. They also work full time, so they might not need to. It's just kind of a fun thing. But what if anyway, people worked it like they needed it to work? I think that mindset shift could be really big for people because even if making it work means you bring in a hundred dollars a month, you will make it work if it needs to happen. Right. Don't you agree? For sure. For sure. And it doesn't matter what you need it to work for. If you need it to work to pay bills, then that's your reason for working. If you need it to work because you want to donate $500 a month to the cause behind whatever it is you're supporting, then you need to make it work. If you need to make it work because you have a really bad shoe habit and you need to buy a new pair of shoes, it doesn't matter what your need is. You can make it work to fit the need that you have. And, and my need is Disney cruises and right. and, and, and now paying for my 16 year old's truck. That's my need. I have to pay for my car. I got to pay for his truck and I got to take us on vacation. Those are my needs. I love and, that. So and, much. and then whatever is extra, especially now that, that, that I have found crown free. Um, I have made a decision to monthly donate to, um, a safe house, a local safe house here in Louisiana, um, for, juveniles for adolescent girls who have been trafficked and rescued. And, and so that's another part of my need. So now I have my 
family obligations that I need to take care of. But now my need is even more because I'm, I, I want to do more for these young ladies. Don't you firmly believe that devoted lasted five months, five months, but how much has that changed? Did that five months change us? Oh, it changed me. It did so much. Well, we always said, you know, every, every show I've ever done, I've always said, you know, Premiere is a biblically based company. We, we stand on, you know, the, the beliefs that it's, you know, God, family, career. We've always put people over profits. We've, we've always donated to missions around the world. And I said it for 12 years. And then in that 13th year, it was so much more tangible to see what we were doing with with the give back that devoted had and to see the lives that were being changed, even in such a short period of time that really there was, I, I could not see doing anything different. I agree. And I think, I mean, so many of us, even, even those that haven't gone back to a company that necessarily has a huge give back or has huge ties, they've made adjustments to where they're doing personal give backs because it, it was just so important and, and, and where your heart leads you, that's where, that's where you need to go. Don't, don't push against it. If you feel like you've been called to do something and and give back and and support a child or a victim or a cause, you can make it happen. You just have to work and make it happen. Yeah. And there's always going to be a little piece of fear when it comes to anything new and you can't let that stop you because if God has given you a nudge, are you really going to tell him no, because you're afraid that it may or may not be the right place or it may or may not be the right cause. Like you've just got to go for it and trust in him for sure. Oh, Mandy, this has been so good. So good to hear your story. I know this is going to touch so many people and um, I can't wait for people to listen to this and, and just take away so many nuggets that you shared today. Um, You said that they can find you on YouTube Bling and things with Mandy Gomez. Bling and things. If you search bling and things or Mandy Gomez, it should come up. Awesome. And then can they find you anywhere else? Um, I'm on Facebook at uh, Mandy's bling and things. I'm on Instagram at bling and things underscore Mandy Gomez. All of the things are bling and things and Mandy Gomez. So if you type one of the two, you'll, you'll find me. Perfect. And I will link all of your places um, for people to find you in the show notes. One last question. What does it mean to you to live fiercely? Oh man, just to do it unafraid, just, just to pick up and do what you have to do to get things done all while keeping your eye on the prize, which is obviously heaven and Jesus and doing it with a smile, just being happy. You you can't live your life afraid or sad or miserable because you're really the only one in control of any of those things. And so just be fierce and be happy. So good. Actually, I do have one last question. Where do you live? I live in Louisiana. I live in Luling, Louisiana, which is about um, 20 minutes outside of New Orleans. Oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for New Orleans. Orleans. No, we don't say it. We don't say it. It is fake. (laughs) (laughs) How about New Orleans? Is that right? That, nope, New Orleans. <laughs> it's not like Louisville. We don't <laughs> Louisville. Shout out to Shalisa there. We had so much fun in oh, Michigan. So much fun. So many laughs and yep. tears and a bond for life because oh, of that. Man, for sure. So 
Let's give a shout out to Brooke as well for putting that together for us. Definitely. Thanks for being here, Mandy. Thank you, Amber. Thanks for listening to the Live Fiercely podcast. If you love what you heard today, make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button so you never miss when a new episode drops. And be sure to leave me a review or take a screenshot and tag me over on social where I will feature you in my Insta stories. Until next time, girlfriend, keep on living fiercely.